now for our first message. Instead of singing the next 20 songs in the hymnal, <laughs> uh, Mr. David Hope will be coming forward, and his message is entitled, Religion Before Moses. Thank you, Sean, and good afternoon, everyone. It's always customary to talk about the weather. Or it is for me, anyway. And, you know, and I was ready for winter, but not this quickly. I, you know, I'd like for it to uh, uh, come on a little bit slower. I guess I need to mentally keep track. I usually keep my stopwatch with me so I know how long I've gone, but I left it in my briefcase, so I'll just leave it here. And, and uh, Ron can finish up the rest of the songbook afterwards. Anyway, the, today, uh, the, as you can see in the bulletin and on the uh, uh, screen behind us, uh, Religion Before Moses, that's kind of an alter alternate title. My original uh, title was going to be Worship of God Before and After Moses, but kind of like Curtis Whiteley here a couple of weeks ago, he uh, had so many things that he wanted to put in there that, that Curtis cut his off, you know, a little bit before and decided to make another message out of it. And uh, anyway, while I was preparing, or putting mine together, I had a lot of information. And while I was trying to put it together and organize it, I thought, man, this is way too much. It's gonna take two or three messages to do that. So we'll just kind of uh, condense it down a little bit. And I don't think anybody will be unhappy if I quit early. I shouldn't say that as a promise because you'll get mad if I don't, if I go over because I, uh, but anyway, uh, some people, and you've probably heard some of these things, some people will tell you that the Ten Commandments were given to Moses in the wilderness and ended at the cross of Jesus Christ. Some will say that there were no rules of clean and unclean meats before Moses. People believe that, and they say that. Some people will tell you that there was no formal worship of God before Israel was led into the wilderness. Some will agree that the Sabbath was mentioned in the second chapter of Genesis, but then would tell you that it was put on the shelf for about 2,500 years. Nobody observed it. And then it was thrown into the mix of the Ten Commandments which was done away at the cross of Jesus. So we hear a lot of these things. Well, today I want to talk a little bit about uh, religion before Moses. Not, I'm not going to say the religion, but some religion before Moses. Scriptures that are familiar to all of us, and uh, even though we're a little, little few here today, others, I mean, we've got probably a half a room full, but uh, there, there will be people that are watching it today. Hi, everyone. Glad you're here. And there will be people that will uh, view a lot of our messages on uh, the internet later on, just sometimes just vicariously coming across those. So we, so we, a lot of times we're not preaching or talking only to us, but we're talking to other people also. And my first scripture I have is Genesis 5:22, and, and I'll be brief. And there's so many, many, many scriptures, and I know you'll think of a lot of them. I probably have a bunch of them here that I'm not going to use unless I just really need some filler time to keep you guys from being unhappy of 
not been able to get up and sing the rest of the song. But anyway, uh, Genesis fifth chapter, verse twenty-two through twenty-four. And Enoch walked with God. Remember that walked with God. What does that mean? After he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. And some people have a problem with all of that. And Mr. Gregory went into some of that and explained what it meant. Enoch wasn't here. He didn't, you know, all the stuff. So if you want to find out the technicalities about the, the scripture there, you can look at a, one of his messages. Now go over to uh, the New Testament, to Jude. 14 and 16. Mentions Enoch again. Also, the seventh from Adam prophesied of these things, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. So he even knew a lot about the future way back in the Old Old Testament before Moses. Verse 15, to execute judgment on, or anyway, come with 10,000 of his saints, to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds. So how do they determine what's godly and ungodly? Which they have ungodly committed. And all and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners, even had sinners way back before Moses and the Ten Commandments, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurs, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaks great swelling words, having men's person in admiration because of advantage. I'm going back over to close to where we were a while ago, over to Genesis 6 chapter, verse 5 through 9. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and creeping thing, or and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I made them. But Noah, verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. And how would we judge just? You know, you already have scriptures in your mind. And perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. I don't have time to go into all of the other scriptures that, that mention that, but you can look at them if you care to. Now, Genesis 7, verse 1 through 3. And the Lord said unto Noah, 
Come you and all your house unto the ark, for you, for you have I seen righteous. And what's righteous? Some of you already have scriptures floating around. And before me in this generation, and listen to this, of every clean beast you shall take to you by sevens. This is way before God gave the dietary commandments to Moses in, in the wilderness. And most people think that the clean, and, uh, and all the animals they took on, they took them on by two, you know, male and female. And of course, one place it implies that, but it took seven pairs of the clean. So that was 14 of each of the clean. Of every clean beast you shall take unto you by sevens, the male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean, way before Moses' time, by two, the male and his female. Of fowls of the air, by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. Now we'll go back over to the New Testament to Second Peter. Second Peter 2, verse 4 through 5. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, what is sin? But cast them down into hell and deliver them to the chains of darkness to be reserved in judgment. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. I wonder what he was preaching righteousness. He was a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world, bringing upon the flood to the world ungodly. So what is righteousness? I, we could probably have hands come up all over the place and one of, a, a number of places, but uh, probably the one even your children, your little children even have this as their memory verse. Psalms 119 and 172. David speaking. My tongue shall speak of your word. All your commandments are righteous. So apparently they had some kind of commandments back in Enoch's day, back in Noah's day. And we had time and we'll cover a little bit about Abraham. And so many of the old patriarchs before Moses sin and the commandments and righteousness and I, I'm not going to go into sacrifices but you'll find that they have had certain sacrifices and I'm not going to tell you that exactly what they all were but they had a form of religion. Ezekiel 14 verse 13 and 14 These pages are getting a little bit old, so if one of them flies down there, well, somebody can come down and help me pick it up, because I can't bend over very well. <laughs> anyway, Ezekiel 14, 13 and 14. Son of man, when the land sins, now this was after Moses, so don't, I'm not trying to imply anything. For the son of man, when the land sins against me by trespassing grievously, then I will stretch out my hand upon it, and will break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off man and beast from it. Verse 14. Though these three men, Noah, 
pre-Moses, before Moses, these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, says the Lord. So even Noah was compared with other people of righteousness. And, of course, we know what righteousness is. We know that that all of sin come short of the glory of God. We know that uh, the gift of God is eternal life. We know all of these scriptures that, uh, uh, you know, we talk to the Protestants about, or the other Protestants. So what is sin? Another verse comes right up. The first hand will be probably 1 John 3, 4. Very, very basic. One of, one of many. Whosoever sins transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Now we go back over to Genesis 20th chapter. Y'all having a good day? I know you get... You, you don't have to turn, most of you don't have to turn to your Bibles now. We've got the deals on bulletin board up here, or not bulletin board, but the screens. Genesis 20th chapter and 119, and this was discussed not too long ago in a different context. It wasn't exactly what I'm saying, but uh, we, we've heard these things. Uh, Genesis 20 verse 1. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in Jehar. Jehar. And Adam said of his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Jehar, sent and took Sarah. We heard this story. Very familiar with it. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said unto him, Behold, you are a dead man. You know, we've said that sometimes. I think I said something similar to that when uh, I was younger and guys would be flirting with my wife. <laughs> I wouldn't tell them you're a dead man, but you're in trouble. You better back off, buddy, and don't you, don't you dare have anything to do with my wife. I don't want you to smile at her. I don't want you to talk to her. I don't want you to carry her books. She's my woman. I'd grab her by the head and then hair, you know, carry back into the cave. <laughs> You know, that's the reason I don't have any hair now because I've said so many things over the years. You are a dead man, for the woman which you have taken, she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, will you slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, talking about Abraham, said, said he not unto me, she's my sister? Well, I even had a problem with guys dating my sister, too. You know, I told them, you better watch it. You're going to be in trouble. I didn't tell them you're going to be dead because I didn't want to be uh, thrown in jail. But she's my sister. And she, even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. You know, I was perfectly above board. You know, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't going to take some other guy's wife because I know that that adultery is not right. Even even the king of that country knew that uh, adultery was a sin. And God said unto him in a dream, 
Yea, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also beheld or withheld you from sinning against me. Sinning against God. The sin's not necessarily just against the individuals involved, but the sin is against God. And this was well before Moses' time. Therefore, I suffered you not to touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet. And he shall pray for you, and you shall live. And if you restore her not, know you that you shall surely die, you and all your that are yours. Therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all of his servants and told all these things in their ears, and the men wept sore, or sore afraid. Then Abimelech, is that water? Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, Why have you done, or what have you done to us? And what have I offended you that you brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin, transgression of the law? You have done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. He even lied, didn't he? Kind of a funny thing, you know, when, when you're preparing a message, uh, sometimes weird things happen. I don't maybe don't to some of the other guys, but uh, this particular message, I, I was using the, uh, 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 I use Bible, anyway, one of the Biblesoft programs, a lot of you guys use uh, eSword, and my wife uses it. I, I don't because I'm not used to it, but uh, it's similar, and but you can also, uh, cut and paste, you know, you can take a scripture and you can put it in the, uh, the clipboard and then you can run over to your document that you're working on and you just click a button and put it right in there. And uh, it's been a little bit since I'd done that and, and maybe I wasn't functioning too good. I don't know if the coffee I had was low octane or something this morning, but when I put all this together and, and I'd do that and, and for some reason I ended up pasting the thing twice and, you know, when you're on paper and you want to make sure your pages are uh, somewhat in sequence, you know, where you don't have to break in the middle of a thought or something and go somewhere else. And and uh, some of these verses would come up twice, and I'd have to scroll down through the thing again and click and cut it off, you know. And this one particular verse, I mean, set of scriptures here in Genesis kept coming up every time I would take another scripture and paste it over there. And, uh, and I like to, uh, in mine, everybody does things different, but sometimes I put different colors and highlight things, I underline, put things in bold so it'll catch my mind because, uh, you know, I'm very visual and, and uh, I, I get lost real easy. And, uh, but anyway, it was really a nuisance to me to just keep having to do that. And I thought, well, you know, we were talking about signs here some time ago, you know, certain times. You know, some things that you'd think, well, I really ought to go with this, you know. This, God's trying to tell me something, and, 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 and don't, don't think I'm a, saying I'm a prophet, but I'm just saying, you know, this kept coming up. I'm going to go with it anyway, whether it works or not. <laughs> and this particular verse kept coming up, 
and it was giant, not giant, but you know, a lot bigger face than the others were. And uh, I thought, well, I'm going to read it anyway. This, this is maybe, maybe this is one of the points that somebody out there in Neverland out here, or maybe one of you, could get something out of this by me repeating it again and putting a little more emphasis on it, because that's not exactly where I was going to go and start with, other than just being inclusive on my message. Genesis 7, 1 through 3 that we read a little bit ago. Genesis 7, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come, you and your house, all your house, unto the ark, for I have seen righteousness before me in this generation. Don't get bored. Of every clean beast you shall take to you by sevens, and the male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of the fowls of the air by sevens, the male and, his, and the female, to keep the seed alive upon the earth. So like I said, I'm keeping my promise. I'm, I'm going to gear down. I have a lot of scriptures. Don't think that I'm just trying to get off early because I didn't have enough to do because I've got lots of scriptures here that I've compiled over, you know, probably the last couple of weeks or so when I knew I was going to have to speak. And uh, uh, anyway, we, we're talking about just gobs of things, you know, proving and showing that a form of religion was in the Old Testament before Moses. And uh, so in my conclusion, there are so many scriptures that I would take a series of three or four messages. I'd, I'm, I'd rather tell you than read it. <laughs> It would take three or four messages to come up with what, uh, just, just to scratch the surface of, of, of the information I'm telling you about. And, and it shows me that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There was a form of worship acceptable to God throughout history. I'm not telling you exactly how it was, you know. I'm not telling you that they had the Passover and days on the I don't know what they had, but they. you look on your own. You look in the Bible and you look and see where different ones had sacrifices. They had offerings. They had tithing. They had different things. And, and just think about it for a little bit and, 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 and see where that might lead. Anyway, acceptable to God throughout history. And the Sabbath was not put on the shelf from Adam to Moses, nor will it ever be put on the shelf or changed or will be changed to Sunday or any other day of the week. 